Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 1235 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Nice District, Rogers Place, Edmonton, and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, two teams that will be linked because of a, a significant trade that was made a couple of years ago. You may call it uh, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. We'll hear from both individuals. Larson closing in on return from a broken right fibula. Hall obviously uh, on a, he's, I think he's on about a nine game point streak right now. Uh, we will tell you this, that the Oilers Now headliner is brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety's there. Goal, discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We have Elliot Friedman in the hopper. He'll join us in 29 seconds time. But not before I tell you that guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris Strakos, a great place for a Christmas party. Reach out to uh, Maggie and Taylor and the gang at Roos Chris. Tell them Oilers now sent you. Without further ado, courtesy of the River Curry Resort Casino, we welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you How you doing? Guess where I am today. Uh, you flew down and take in Alabama and LSU tomorrow. I wish I could. I got to tell you, Bob, I would love to do that. But as you know, I have responsibilities tomorrow night and can't do that. I am in the home of the greatest university in Canada, the champion, the number one ranked football team in all of the country, the future University Cup hockey champions of this year, London, Ontario, home of the Western Mustangs. All right. You want to make a little wager on uh, Western winning the uh, National Hockey Championship? Well, I would say the odds are not in my favor, but we can discuss this. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. You can have the field. I'll take the Bears. 100 bucks for charity. You can have the other 30 programs in Canada. How's that? I'll even give you some odds to make it fair. Okay. Where's Alberta ranked right now? Currently number two. Who's number one? UNB, and the tournament is in the Atlantic this year. The only danger about the UNB is that I have to root for a university that Doug McLean once coached at. That's tough for me. Well, I got a lot better after he left. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, uh, Bob. I like that. Or, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll work out something. We'll all right, whereas, whereas Alberta has been pretty good since, well, forever. Yeah, but now Gardner McDougal's done a great job at UNB. I actually think it might serve the Bears better not to be the number one seed for the tournament. Um, so, by the way, Elliot, they changed uh, the voting formula, so they don't for what? Well, they don't have the media vote on it anymore because the, the, all the media would never vote the Ontario schools in the top three spots. They'd always go with either two Atlantic schools and one Canada West school. So mm-hmm. there was a bunch of complaining from the Ameri- or from the Ontario Conference, which has 16 of the 31 teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, the OUA had not won a game at the national championship of the four previous games and had to have matchups against the other conferences. So that was Well, it's not like people from Ontario to complain about anything, so I find that hard to believe. No, no, and and yes, in, indeed. So no, and well, you know, they've they've gone through a tough time. I mean, 
we're getting people texting. Our, the way our text system works here, sometimes I get the uh, lagging texts that were directed towards Ryan Jesperson's political show before ours. Yes. <laughs> There's, uh, we have some listeners that think he's a little bit too far to the left on some social uh-huh. issues. You can imagine mm-hmm. how that plays. Uh, at the, you know, given some of the unique challenges that our market is currently, like yes. our our team is called the Oilers. So, I'm going to support the businesses in this province. You know that. And yes. uh, These are tough times currently in Alberta, and different types of challenges. Elliot, we're all getting off here. But a different type of challenge right now for Edmonton and Calgary than maybe in the past, just because people are hurting out there in the province. And that might actually change things in terms of revenue sharing in the league. Well, it does. It, it, it always is a factor. I mean, the Canadian dollar is a huge factor. Um, but uh, look, let me just say, you know, I love coming on uh, your radio station. I come on our station in Calgary twice a week. And I love the interaction I have with the uh Alberta listeners in both cities. I, li- I like, Bob, I get a lot of t- uh, tweets from people who like how you and I tear into each other on this show. So it's, for me, it's all in good fun. Yep. And uh, I hope everybody, um, I hope things go better out there. I know it's not easy. But I just wanted to say, I'm here at Western today. I'm doing a, an event tonight for the um, Western Mustangs uh, hockey team. It's an alumni dinner. I'm doing a Q&A, and I got picked up at the train station by Jeff Petrie, who played for Western a couple of times in a, a, for a couple of years. Did you ever go to a Nationals? Yeah, we played U of A. Wait, you played U of A in what year? Uh, it would have been 2001. They beat, us, they beat us 4-1. They beat the U of A And Bob 4-1. just says you guys won 4-1 in that game. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bob, Ju- you got a good memory. Matt Judajicki had two goals for them. Matt Judaziki had two goals for you in that, that game. Was the year after. That was the year after. Oh. But Bob, that's pretty good. Like I will say, Bob, that is very good. Yeah, Alberta. Alberta went in number one. Elliot. Alberta won the '99 and 2000 championships. They went in the next four years as the number one seed and did not win. They got upset three times in overtime. But uh, I know Western, the, the, one of the years that Western won the, well, the only year Western won the national championship under Clark Singer, mm-hmm. uh, they beat Alberta in the round robin. And that was a big, ups, uh. big ups. And the Bears out, like, totally, I don't know if uh, Jeff remembers this, but uh, Alberta would have outshot them in both the games quite considerably. <laughs> I'm sure, Bob. I'm sure. I, I will tell you this. They definitely outcoursed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because uh, last night I was working Toronto, Vegas with Todd Warner. Yeah. And Todd Warner was laughing because he's, he's working right now as an assistant coach for the hockey team at Windsor. Yeah. And their head coach was suspended for a game. So Todd had to coach uh, Windsor head to head against Western and he beat them. And he was only too gleeful to tell me that he won his first game as a head coach at Western last Friday night. He was happy to pass on the message. Is Clark still coaching in Western? Yes, yes, he is. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a really good guy, but Todd said he wasn't too happy to shake his hand at the end of that night. He was in a bad mood after losing that game. I would say the talent that Alberta has now compared to, say, 17, 18 years ago, it's it's obscene. Mm -hmm. Like, they're adding, put it this way, they redshirted a guy. He's coming in this weekend against Calgary. He had 100 points three years ago in the Western Hockey League. And wow. So, and he went to, he was probably at the Oilers rookie camp. He might have been the most dynamic free agent guy, you know, non-drafted player that was there. Elliot, let's switch focus. Good luck to, good luck with your event at Western. Uh, Thanks, bud. 
Now, that's the other Jeff Petrie, just to, just to establish, right? Yeah, it's not the Jeff Petrie who plays for the Montreal Canadiens, in case anybody who's confused, okay? Yeah, right. Well, our, our fans are still bitter about that trade as well, and Jeff Petrie's turned out to be a heck of a second-pairing right-shot D man there. Elliot, we got a text on Leas Anderson for Yesa Paul Yervi. Uh, yep. I do not, just so everybody's clear here, I'd be stunned, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, if the Oilers mm-hmm. did that. I think there's concerns about Anderson skating. But what can you tell us on the Pugliarvi front? Well, I, I, Chris Johnson was the guy who reported last Saturday night that the Rangers had interest tonight, and I do believe he's 100% correct. I don't, you know, they're, they're, I'm not disputing Chris on this one. I yeah. probably wouldn't anyway, but I think he's 100% correct. I do think the Rangers are one of the teams that's done a lot of research into it. Um, you know, like Ken Holland was supposed to go overseas. He had to cancel the trip. Yeah. But, um, like, we've talked about this ad nauseum, Bob. The others are willing to be patient on this. They are going to wait until they get exactly what they want to get. And they see him putting up numbers in, in the Finnish league is not a problem for them. All right. Uh, Taylor Hall just did an availability. Reed just uh, came back from it um, and just said he isn't considering or considering anything at this time. So, yep. in other words... Uh, Wait, are you talking about considering signing or being traded? or what Are, are we talking signing, there? being traded? Well, we're going to bring Reed on for a second because he literally just returned for it. Reed, if you could just give us a quick update. Yeah, he, just, he, he was asked a little bit about free agency and just said it's not fair to his teammates to, to think about it. He's a New Jersey Devil, and Speck asked him right at the end, would you consider or rule out Edmonton if you do become a UFA? And, and he said, I'm not ruling anybody in or out at this point. It's seven months, eight months till he's a free agent, potentially. So he, he That's a very wise answer. Very well played by Taylor Hall, I have to say. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. This is, and, you know, it's funny because the, the Oilers just played a team, Elliot, with Alex Petrangelo. Yep. Who would be and he was great boy he was good you that think? night yeah he was really good yeah were you a little surprised they did Falk right away and have not done Alex Petrangelo yet as who's a pending UFA I think I'm surprised because it's like to me it's like Roman Yossi in Nashville like I don't see that guy in any other uniform yeah and I look at Alex Petrangelo in in St. Louis and I don't see him in any other uniform but, you know, the more I've kind of done work on it, just to find that the negotiations really haven't gone anywhere, um, it makes sense. I, I think you're surprised because you think it'll get done, but it makes sense once you do some of the work. Um, you know, I always say it can change with one phone call. You have to be very careful about saying it's dead or it's never going to happen. But right now they're certainly at a standstill. By the way, now that you've got Jeff, is Jeff still with you in the car, Elliot? Yep, yep. Uh, the game that he played against the Bears, if I recall, does he remember? Did Alberta not pull her goalie uh, when what, – what was the situation there? Alberta was trying to – or was it West, Western pulled their goalie because of the goal difference? Is that what happened? Does, does he I'll remember? ask him. So Bob is going through all these recognition moments right now. Did you guys have to pull your goalie because of goal differential? Do you remember that at all? Uh not the year I was there. Okay. <laughs> Not the year he was I know there. that happened one of the two years against Western. I'm just trying to remember. We're totally off uh, off base here. i, I got to say, your, your recall is pretty good, though, Bob. Like, I have no doubt if you're saying that it happened at some point. Well, you know, I was the only tree planter that didn't uh, blow out half his brains on stuff. You know that, right, Elliot? So <laughs> It must have been on something else then, Bob. 
<laughs> Bailey's and a lot of it. <laughs> Elliot Friedman uh, joining us for the River Cree Resort and Casino. All right, that's uh, the, the Hall thing's going to – I guess where I'm going with Petrangelo is Hall yeah. is the priority UFA potentially out there. Is there any way Doug Armstrong doesn't get Alex Petrangelo signed in St. Louis? You know, I, I, I hate like – I, like I hate I, – you know me. I don't like making absolute statements. Right. Like I said, I, I see him as a blue, and I, it is a stunner to me that we're at this point, that it's – you know, we're sitting here in November, and it's not done, and the word is it's at this point in time, it's not going anywhere. Like there's no traction being gained. I think the one thing we all have to remember is if you look at St. Louis's history under Doug Armstrong, there have been late signings. Um, last year, Carl Gunnarsson, March. Jay Bomister, April. Alex Steen, his last deal, he was signed in December. So he's not afraid of it. Let's put it that way. I do have to say that there certainly seems to be a feeling right now that the two sides are not close, that it's, it's a sizable difference. But I always say in this particular case, where there's a player who is identified as identified as a team as, as Petrangelo is, and uh, a team has been unafraid to wait to negotiate as St. Louis is, I would warn against jumping to conclusions. But right now, it's just not in a good place, from what I understand. Elliot Friedman joining us. Elliot, can you? Uh, did you make some comments about the officiating with uh, McDavid and Drysaddle? On, uh, I did not see this, but we're getting texts on this on our 6:30 Chad text line, our Ashley Finefloor's text line, uh, regarding what went on with McDavid and Drysaddle during the course of the game against St. Louis. I did, and it, you know, like, like I think St. Louis is like I don't want anyone to think that I said that this is why St. Louis won the game because I showed a lot of examples of St. Louis committing to great individual and team defense, and they're really good. And I, but I did show uh, the goal against Arizona on Monday by McDavid, where he got his arm around Ekman Larson, and Vince Dunn did not let that happen in the first period against St. Louis. And if you're an Oilers fan, you think that's a penalty. And if you're a St. Louis fan, you're saying Vince Dunn battled and refused to let McDavid beat him. My point that I made at the end of the game, and there was another play where in the third period where Drysdale tried to go to the net and Gunnarsson hooked or put his stick on him. If I'm the Oilers, I am fighting and lobbying every day that those have to be penalties. Look, look you and I both know you can call a penalty on every shift against Dreisaitl and McDavid. In McDavid's case, if they can catch him. It's like the Pistons against Michael Jordan. It's like the old Oakland Raiders philosophy in the NFL. They're not going to call everything against us. And that's true. I'm just saying if I'm the Oilers, I'm sending those plays in and I'm saying we need these calls. If we are going to be successful, we need these calls because, hey, you know, McDavid and, and Drysaddle are your offense, and if the more teams are allowed to get away with them with it, the more the tougher it's going to be for you guys to be successful. Yeah, you know it's interesting when you're the when you're the broadcaster of the Oilers and you bring that up in the course of a game, it's a loser's lament if you don't win. Uh, yep. One thing I will say is there was a philosophical shift with officials. You know, they 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 started having guys come, you know, pull guys out of ECHL whose careers had stagnated, former major junior players, as opposed to guys that came up through the traditional officiating yep. uh, ranks. And some people have inferred to me there were limitations for those players, despite the fact that they were minor pro players. And it's not that they couldn't skate. It's that they couldn't process. 
Uh, I, you know what? I, I I don't know. I like. I'm not like saying. I'm not saying that's how I feel. I don't know. Like, it's an Bob, interesting that, perspective. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like the thing is, like I, I believe that the NHL comes up with points of emphasis. Yep. And and I think they do it in conjunction with the referees and feedback from the teams, right? Yep. And you know, I, I one thing that I do think, and there's some people who hate this too, they officiate according to the points of emphasis, right? And if if they want hooking and stuff to be called, and it's called much more than it ever was before, although down from 15 years ago, um, it'll get called. If it's not as much of a point of emphasis, it probably doesn't get called as much. That's that's what I would say about the way the game is officiated, and there's some people who don't mind that, and there's some people who really hate that. You know what? Uh, it is what it is. Others would say veteran teams get veteran calls. Oiters in the early 80s didn't get calls. Oiters in the late 80s got tons of calls. Elliot, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for taking us down a trip down memory lane. Have a great event tonight at Western Ontario. All right. Have a great weekend, Bob. Always great to chat with you. You bet. That's Elliot Friedman and Jeff Petrie joining us uh, out of London, Ontario. We'll take a quick time out. It's 12.51. Reed Wilkins coming up on Oiters Now when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.53 in Edmonton. Do want to mention to you, uh, coming up, second half of the season, great road trip to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package just includes lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, and tours of both Wrigley and Soldier Fields, plus parking at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers Now, roadie to Chicago, reach out to New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. We bring in Reed Wilkins for four minutes from Inside Sports. He's been gathering some tape for uh, our show and then obviously the face-off show. Reed, uh, Oilers and Devils, Edmonton's got to get a turnaround here, don't they? They've lost four of their last six games. Well, I, the part of the game I'm interested in tonight, Bob, they, they've they've started well the last couple of games. Early goals, however, they've given up a goal. They, they, Yurcho took the offensive penalty, zone penalty the other night. And then the second periods haven't been very good. So the starts have been okay for the Oilers. I'm I worried about sort of minutes 5 to 35 tonight. That's where the Oilers have been beaten the last couple of games. Good third period against Arizona. Good third period against uh, St. Louis. Couldn't get the power play goal at the end, but they, they carried the play in both of the thirds. But they, they they were trailing in both games, and it was largely because of what happened after they, they scored the first goal of the game. So um, the starts have been good. Been at 5-35. to 35. That's what has to be better tonight. All right. Uh, Adam Larson, what, give me the genesis of what you sort of procured out of him. Yeah, Adam Larson is, uh, is feeling good. He said he wants to play in a week and a half. Okay. I know Tippett has referenced maybe closer to two weeks that you know Larson said I got to get out there and I got to be skating a little more and taking part in full practices, but he kind of said, "Oh, I don't want to be two weeks. I think I can go in a week and a half." Uh, Taylor Hall and he, uh, he was fairly long uh, media availability today on a on a uh, not on the ice day second of a back to back for the Devils. Well, Taylor Hall, as I mentioned, was asked, would you consider the Oilers if you do become a UFA? And, and he deflected that, saying he's not at the situation where he can rule anybody in or out. He's, he's not an unrestricted free agent, so he's not thinking too much about that. Uh, he was asked about Leon Dreisaitl, and Hall said uh, Leon Dreisaitl is not riding shotgun to Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl is, is, is doing a lot of great things on his, on his own, not just because he's on Connor's line. And he, and he talked a little bit about just the Devils, season so far obviously a really poor start better lately except for the game last night 
in uh, in Calgary, and he said they've just been better in the offensive zone and, and maintaining pucks and, and, and pressuring the team. And he was also asked, how do you how do you defend against McDavid and Dreisaitl? And he said, well, you got you got to play in their end and keep the puck away from them. What's going to happen tonight, Reed? They're going to play hockey out there? They are going to play hockey out there, Bob. You know, I, I, I'm i still relatively optimistic about the Oilers this season. I mean, I think I'm realistic. For for them to, to stay in the playoff race, and I never, as you know, Bob, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs, but I think they can hang around, and the, the start is really good. They need above-average or excellent goaltending, and they need to win the special teams battles both nights because I just don't think the depth scoring is going to be reliable enough yep. that they can win games that way. They have been resilient. Um, you know, I, Schneider is having a really poor year. I mean, there's no other there's no other way to put it. I, I think if they're determined and they eliminate some of the mistakes, Tippett spoke this morning about too many self-inflicted wounds over the last couple of days. I, I think the Oilers can play tight. I think they can keep the goals against down. I think they can win the goaltending battle tonight. So I'm optimistic about this game. That's Reid Wilkins. He'll be back with the face-off show beginning what time tonight? 5.30. See you at 5.25. Off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with Sportsnet spec. Mark Spector and Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.